0: Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark.
1: to my Chevrolet. I climbed down. Well, good
0: morning, everybody it's
2: christmas morning december 25th 2021 and i've decided to do the show live because i figured heck if you were listening to the radio you might as well listen to something that's new and isn't taped from yesterday or the day before nevertheless (laughs) we're talking cars and we talk about car repair and we talk about tires and oils and all kinds of stuff associated with that i've been doing radio since 1988 in the valley and I'm an ASE Master Certified Technician, and I've owned my own repair shop since 1979. So been around a long time and uh, seen a lot happen. And one of the things that I do have and I'm very proud of is, is the best car repair shops list on my website, MarkSalem.com. Tom Blackwell's on there. He's at 40th Street and Greenway. Tom and I are good friends, as is all the shop owners that I tell you about. I know that he knows the difference between right and wrong. I know he's capable of saying, I'm sorry, I messed up. I know that. I know he has good parts. I know he has good technicians. And he's the first to raise his hand if he says, we need a fresh pair of eyes on your car, which means, in code, I can't fix it. So we all do that. But Tom Blackwell's a good guy, and he covers that northeast quadrant of the valley. He's the only one I can find up there that I can really tell you is a good guy and will treat you right. And I have his cell phone number. And I would send my mother there. So Blackwell Automotive, 40th Street in Glendale. Actually, Greenway. Greenway it is. And uh, and we'll go to the phones because we have a caller already. Gil, who might that be?
3: Say hello to Steve.
2: Steve, good morning.
3: Hey, good morning. Just had a quick question. Maybe you could help me out or maybe the people listening could help me out. What is the fascination with people driving with their high beams on, like, early in the morning? <laughs> I mean, uh, please stop, please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
3: Been there, done that, have you?
2: Oh yeah, this morning. Oh, my this morning, gosh. I I, <laughs> I headed out here at about five o'clock while I was down in the valley, and I'm up in Basin right now. I had to come up because okay. I had to find out how much water we got. And by the way, four and a half inches of rain here at my place. And and so when I left the neighborhood, I had my high beams on, and when I got on the freeway, I had my high beams on. Nobody flashed at me. And I have some pretty penetrating. But then when I pulled up to a traffic light, I could see that I lit up the guy's car pretty good. And I looked yeah. down and the stupid lo- blue light's on there. But I, I, I see lots of that happening, and I don't have an answer for you. I, yeah. I, I don't know. And when we're on the freeways, it's kind of hard to tell the person their high beams are on because when you, pull, as if you let them pass you and you flip your high beams, they interpret that as move over or something. Right. And and so I don't I don't I don't know. Maybe we should have like a code honkin of the horn, like two and then one. And that means well, dim I your think, lights. Well, when the high
3: beams are on, it just basically lights up the the street signs and not the road as much. So in the morning, you know, in the dawn or whatever, three to sunlight. You can actually see more of the road with your your, your normal lights on, but uh, maybe I'm just old curmudgeon and I've got nothing better to worry about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, well, that thought did cross my mind about halfway through that sentence, um, yeah. and I agree with you. When I came up this morning, low beams, I've got the roadway, but when I flip on the high beams, I've got the world in front of me lit up 30, 40 well, feet you... tall.
3: Yeah, and I'm thinking high beams maybe like when you're out from here to
2: Payson, and there's not Mm -hmm. a lot of people on. When
3: you're on the highway, someone's coming, you turn them down. Then Uh when you pass them, you put them back on high. Uh, You know, animals coming along with honking your horn occasionally just so you can see, you know. But, yeah, in town, high beams, give it up.
2: And 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 another thing, um, my wife the other day said something about that. She says, I can't get the high beams off. And I said, well, how do you know you have them on? She says, because the high beam icon is on my dash. And so it took me a couple of days to get the car, and the turn signal lever was broken. And uh-huh. so she couldn't cycle the high beams, low beams. And and, and she just didn't – she missed out that the click wasn't there anymore, so the switch inside the column. So, yeah, we did that, but I don't have an answer for you. But I do notice that, and I wonder if they're on their way home or they're on their way to work.
3: <laughs> Here's another quick one. I was in a, a tire company one day, and the lady comes in, and she says – there's a horseshoe light on my dash with a line in the middle of it that won't go off. You know the high, the low pressure on your tire.
2: Uh-huh, horseshoe uh-huh. sign.
3: So well, might you better bring that horse in, get it reshoed. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. God bless you. Uh, Have a merry Christmas.
2: And to you, too, Steve. Thank you very much. Yeah, the icons um, in cars. There, there seems to be some continuity. Um, but speaking of icons and again the phone number if you have a, if you want to ask a car question or if you want to discuss a car issue 602-508-0960 602-508-0960 Gil is working with me we're the live guys at the radio station we may be the only ones there actually like I said I'm in Payson, but I've connected to him electronically and um, and I can feed him the show and then he can feed you the show so if you'd like to call us 602-508-0960 you, you know, one of the things that drives me crazy is YouTube. And if I hear YouTube, I would normally hear the word YouTuber or read the word YouTube on a daily basis, sometimes as many as 20 times, but for sure two or three. No question. Let me explain. I belong to a website with a bunch of four-wheel drive enthusiasts. And a lot of stuff that goes through this website is... So-and-so bought a new Jeep, and he's got 411 gears, and they talk about their rigs and their tires and their brakes. So this one guy pipes up, and he says he has an ABS light on. And he says he found that the sensor, now, ABS, anti-lock brake system, the ABS typically is going to monitor the speed of your tires. Now, in the old days, it was a three-channel system because we had two front monitors but only one rear monitor and that we could pick that up off the back of the transmission so that drive shaft that runs the rear tires we just picked up a speed signal there and obviously this big this speed signal is a rotation number so then when we went to more sophisticated cars then we put sensors on all four tires now those four sensors have to tell the computer what the heck is going on now the computer doesn't really care about those tires until we have an acceleration problem or we have a deceleration problem or we have a brake problem or something like that. So when you're driving down the road and there's a panic stop in front of you, you push the brake pedal as hard as you can. Now, this is what happens in the blink of an eye. I mean, it's going to take me minutes to describe it, but it's in the blink of an eye. The ABS computer wakes up and looks at all the tires. The right rear tire is stopped. It's skidding. So the ABS dumps the pressure to the right rear reapplies pressure gently until the tire slows down dramatically but doesn't lock hold it right there hold it right there okay perfect perfect for it. that's how what happens so the abs is monitoring the spinning of all four tires if the tire comes to a stop the abs dumps the pressure brake pressure and reapplies it gently this is 30 40 times a second so you're in this car and the computer's watching all four sensors so someone says well you can't cut the wires So if the wires get cut out four-wheeling or they rub on the tire and they get cut, there's two wires to the sensor, um, you can't cut them. Another guy goes, yes, you can. Then another guy pipes up and says, well, you can't can't wrap them together, but you have to solder them. And so they're having this discussion. And I'm in the background, and frankly, I know better than to get involved in these. But this is just the YouTube part of my life. So then the guy goes, I'm pretty sure. Another guy goes, I'm pretty sure you need an ABS module. Now, the ABS module is the brain that watches the four tires spinning. The ABS module is programmed to to do right. So they say now, because he has an ABS light on his dash, that he needs a new ABS module. Never mind we had a disconnection at the driver's side front wheel where the wire was ripped off or whatever, and supposedly he's repaired that. Well, The fact of the matter is, is you can repair the wires. But here's the problem with this whole scenario, because the light won't go out. The computer turns on the light when it, see- it loses sight of one of the tires spinning. All of a sudden, they're all doing 65 miles an hour, boop, the left front isn't. So the computer turns on the ABS light. You know what this is telling you? It's telling you your ABS system is down. Your brakes work, and the light is yellow. Caution. Red light means stop. Yellow means caution. Green is 10 so that's how it works. It's just that simple. So the ABS module turns on the light and says ABS module, but it's yellow. It just says, I'm down. I lost c- control of that left front wheel. I lost the speed signal on the left front wheel. So when you tape it up, you've got to drive the car a while and turn it on and turn it off during a normal day of routine because the computer has to see it a couple of times. <laughs> so the computer, the ABS module's leaning back, you start the car, it sees three tires at 42 miles an hour and it looks over there and it goes I see you at 42 but I'm not sure you're fixed. So it has to see it for a period of time and then it goes oh okay I'll turn off the light. Well the next time you turn on the key and start the car the light's gone. So we have to tell it, we don't have to tell it, we have to wait till it sees it. Now with sophisticated equipment that costs thousands and thousands of dollars and is not available at your auto parts store we can go in and reset that but I'll tell you something else you can do you can disconnect the negative battery cable for about 10 minutes (laughs) and then plug it back in and that just reboots the whole system kind of a refresh and more than likely the light will be out then so as we talk about this and as I see this going on this guy says you can't solder the wires that you found that were broken this guy says yes you can this guy says no you can't then this guy says it's probably the ABS module you know what folks it could be that the tires low on air pressure because let me ask you this a tire fully inflated has a larger footprint one circular rotation than one that's half flat does that make sense so if the ABS module sees all the tires, and all of them are at 47, but one is at 45, the ABS module's kind of concerned. It doesn't know what's going on. It just knows that one tire isn't spinning at the same speed as the rest. And what about a bad wheel bearing? A bad wheel bearing would cause the tire to wobble slightly. And the ABS pickup assembly, the wheel sensor, has to be close to its signal-making generator. But if it's going far farther and then close, far, close, far, close, it doesn't like that. So you have all this wheel bearing issue. You have tire inflation issue. You have a reboot, relearn issue. You have an ABS module. So this guy's going to spend a hell of a lot of money guessing. And for all the money he's going to spend, somebody's probably going to air up that tire or tell him he needs a new wheel bearing or just tell him, disconnect the negative cable. But on YouTube that doesn't appear. It's just all these guys that have hairy chests, that have a little bit of grease underneath their fingernails. They chime in on YouTube and they tell everybody what they did to fix it or what Fred, my buddy, did to fix it. The fact of the matter is is that more than 50% of the time the information on YouTube is not valid when it comes to diagnosing a problem. Now sometimes you get a guy on YouTube that said, this is what I got. This is what I did I went here I did this I went I honked the horn twice waved a dead chicken around my head three times turned on the wipers and flashed flapped them three times and then the light went out and never came back on and I made all that up of course you know that but at that point it's valid this is what I had this is what I did it fixed it I cleared the computer refreshed the module and we're done and the light's out and it's been out for a week that's success But all this other stuff just drives me crazy. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back.
4: Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago. Helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf, and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Take the
5: Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7.
6: You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. One that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis Saxpil-Venus of PSP & Associates Sunday mornings at 7. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis Sunday mornings at 7. Investment advisory services are offered through PSP Financial Services, LLC, an Arizona registered investment advisor.
1: This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. As 2021 draws to a close, Americans have mixed feelings about everything. 800,000 have died from COVID. Many of us miss a calmer era of politics and also of civilized argument. Still, I believe a majority of us share a common faith, or at least the morals of our nation's Judeo-Christian foundation. But much seems off-kilter as yet another COVID wave sweeps before us. The best way to keep Christmas, and indeed the new year ahead, though, is by treasuring your faith tradition, holding family as close as possible, laying down causes and caustic comments, and reveling in the remarkable joys of being alive at a time of vast productivity and material comfort. Gratitude for the good, rather than anger at the awful, is an inclination that can lead to a good start in 2022, and hopefully one that extends into the year ahead. Merry Christmas from all of us at Salem Media Group, and the best of everything for the year ahead.
7: I'm Hugh Hewitt.
0: You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money.
6: We need a new stuntman.
0: You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought
5: to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
2: Will. Good morning. Twenty minutes after the hour of ten o'clock. My name's Mark Salem and we're here talking about car, car repair. What's the matter with my car? What does this code mean? What should I do about this? Should I trade it in? My husband says this, my dad says that, kind of stuff. 602-508-0960. There's five lines available. Gil's working, Mark's working, and we're here at your service, so you're welcome to join us. All you have to do is call. And when you call, 602-508-0960. Gil answers the phone, he'll take your name. And then he'll say in my ears, Rebecca is their next caller or John or whatever. And so he'll say it in my headphones, and I'll go to you. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Kurtz Auto Repair. He, I'm proud to have Kurtz on my list, as I am all the guys. Family-owned, independent auto repair facility. Been recognized as the by the BBB Ethics as award winners, and I think that says a lot. They opened their doors in 1987. They work on both domestic and import vehicles, both gas and diesel. They have ASE-certified technicians, which means your vehicle is going to be repaired by a well-trained and tested technician. Otherwise, he took the tests and passed them. So anybody can call themselves a technician, but the ASE is kind of a graduate degree. If you pass all of the automotive eight tests, then you're a master technician. That's what I am. So I've passed all of them, and I don't—I can't do all eight of them, but there's front-end, transmissions, air conditioning, climate controls, suspension, steering, blah, blah, vehicle emissions, diagnosis, all that stuff. And that's really what it's all about. We have a caller. Who might that be?
7: Say Merry Christmas
8: to Marty. Marty,
2: good morning, and Merry Christmas.
8: Good morning, Mark. Uh, roses are reddish, violets are bluish. If it wasn't for Christmas, we'd all be Jewish. <laughs> However... <laughs> My, I have a comment on the high beam. I okay. have a 1984, uh, 1984 Dodge van. We've talked about my gas tank a long time ago. And I have one of those big honking foot switches for my high beam. I think Detroit screwed up by putting the high beam switch on the turn signal lever because people, when they go to make a left turn or a right turn, may inadvertently turn on the high beam and never realize it.
2: You are right. You are right, because you pull it towards you for high beam. You, right, but usually, and
8: most people just grab it and click it up or click it down, and they don't realize because the, the pulling it forward is minimal.
2: Yes. I never thought of that. I never, and you're absolutely right. Folks, the rest of you, the, the very first st- caller this morning was Steve, and he just said he drives in the morning a lot, and he says there's all these people with high beams, and he doesn't understand it. Well, what Marty's saying is, is he, and I agree with him 100%, that most of the cars today have the high beams on the turn signal lever so you pull the turn signal push the turn signal lever forward or backward to turn on high beams on and off well we all of us know both steve and marty and mark we all know that there's a little icon on your dashboard that tells you your high beams are on but we understand like marty just said you you're turning and you inadvertently pull on the lever as you push it down or you know for right turn signal left turn signal and you turn on the high beams and don't recognize it yeah. That's a and, pretty good... Uh, by
8: the way, uh, my leaking gas tank has been repaired uh, twice, and they gave up, so I got a hold of some 3M 5200 marine sealant, and that has taken care of the problem.
0: Oh, boy.
8: Interesting now this stuff. Was... It takes seven days to cure, though. It's, okay, I got okay. it in black, but it comes in black and white, either in a tube or in a caulking tube. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, but I have another question for you.
2: Well, let me ask you a question. Hold your question for just a second. All right. This was a fiberglass or, or plastic tank? Plastic. Okay. And so so did, was there any preparation necessary on the crack? Did they want you to, to sand it or to, to re- drag a file over it, rough it up or anything before you uh, applied yeah, the screw? Yeah,
8: I, I had to remove the old gook that uh, the, whoever fixed the tank used. I okay. roughed it up with a little sandpaper. Okay. I put a coating of 5200 on it, wear gloves. Okay. And then I put some fiberglass mesh over it, and then I just globbed it all on and smoothed it out, and in seven days, I have not had a leak.
2: Now, the crack was how long?
8: Long time. Um, no. I would say it started as a small leak on the side, not a seam, and I have no idea. It's probably a couple inches long, Okay, very no. difficult to get to.
2: All right, well, I'm doing this for the people. This isn't TV, so they can't really see us talking. I understand. But I'm, I'm thinking that you put the glue down, This caulk, the glue, whatever you want to call it, the sealer, and then you put mesh over it, but the mesh encompassed the whole area. Yeah. And the mesh's and job I, is just to keep it from stretching, from moving, right?
8: Correct, correct. Okay. The, the fiberglass cloth uh, overlaps significantly, and then I put more of the sealant or the glue um, uh, over it, uh, quite liberally, and I walked away.
2: Okay, give me that again. What is? It? Is it a 3M product?
8: Yes, it's 3M 5200. Do not buy the quick drying stuff. 5200 requires a seven day cure time.
2: Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to put that in my notebook. That uh, <laughs> because it'll come it'll come up for us someday. <laughs> oh we'll yeah, be no, heroes. Just, I
8: I found out about it by accident talking to a friend in Florida on the ham radio. Anyway, my question is, I have an 84 Dodge van. Okay. Why is it so difficult to find parts? If I'm working on a 1956 Chevy, I can buy parts all over the world. To get parts for a Dodge vehicle, it's impossible.
2: You know, I, I hear that a lot, but uh, um, and, and I run this by our parts department, which probably orders $5,000 worth of parts a day, and they're not finding out this. Here's, here's the key as far as we're concerned. First, you go to a place like, uh, what's that uh, parts place on the Internet? It escapes me right now. Um, Something auto.
8: Yeah, there are a number of them.
2: Yeah, you go there, and the first thing you do is get a part number. You don't care whether it's a TRW number or it's a Moog number or what it is. You just get it. So you go by application. So you go up to that one auto thing, and you plug in your van and give it the VIN or give it the last six-digit, whatever it asks you. But once you get a part number, then you can cross that part number over as well. And so you can search for that same part in four or five different brands. And And frankly, we're not having any problem. We're just well, not.
8: Well, my, my steering gearbox is getting sloppy, and they said they can't do much, and I need to replace it, and they can't find one. The other well, question... Who, my wait, wife wait,
2: wait. Oh, stop, stop, stop. Uh, th- I, that's just, that's just silly. Okay. A so steering a box. Well, Want to go to Atsco um, s- website. A T S C O. Atsco. ATSCO. Um, they build. They rebuild steering boxes. Okay, I, I, don't under, I don't understand that, but I think what's going on here is is there may be two or three different varieties, and they just don't want to go look them up. And they look there, and they go, well, it's based on this VIN number. It's been on this production date, and the steering wheel is an 8-inch or a 10-inch. I'm making all that up. But right. the, people just get a little lazy. Rock Auto. Go to Rock Auto. That's the name I was thinking of. Oh,
8: okay. I've been there, and it has okay. been helpful.
2: Oh, but you're going to get a part number this time.
8: Uh, no, they don't even show it.
2: Well, when they show it on Moog, it does for us.
8: Oh, all right. Well, yeah. I'll try I Rock mean, you, Auto again.
2: Yeah.
8: Same thing with my wife. She has a 2010 Ford Explorer, and the rear hatch, the inside plastic trim, mm-hmm. is cracked. Dorman. D o r
2: m a n. D o r m a n. Okay. All right. Dorman makes all the clips you need for to reattach. No, that not the stuff. clips.
8: The actual plastic. The whole rear plastic trim piece. And according to uh, Ford, it is obsolete. I'm going, God, it's only a 10-year-old vehicle.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I hear this all the time, though, um, Marty. And, and and I'm just telling you, if I'm ordering more parts in one day than most people are ordering all year long, and everything we get, we get. So I I don't know. I can't explain why these people are so lazy that they're not willing to take the time to help you out. I can't tell you that. Um, but if you get a part number for it or an OEM part number, then go into the used market and go to some of the wrecking yard websites, and you'll probably find somebody that's got the same color and one that's not broken that might fit the tailgate of your car. But anyway, thanks, Marty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The lines are wide open. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We're going to take a break, and then we'll be back in about four minutes, and we'll be taking calls. So again, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty.
7: Remember, RainTree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Solette Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. RainTree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. RainTree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. RainTree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and body work. They use the best Glasserite paint, and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyINC.com.
3: Hi, this is
6: Madison, and my dad works here at 960 The Patriot. From all of us to all of you, our Patriot listeners, Merry Christmas!
5: Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. I'll pick you up after school. Okay, I
6: got it. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council.
0: You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind.
5: Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. You have questions. Let us be the answer. 960 The
2: Patriot.
8: All about that demon, the automobile, the monster with the polygraph. Welcome back
2: everybody, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem and we're here until noontime talking about car repair questions and I'm thinking about buying these two new cars and what do you think about this one and what do you think about that one and I was told that I needed to have my injectors flushed and it's $200 but another shop's got it for 99 what do you think about that um, those are the kinds of things that I can help you with because I've been in this business for a very long time and, and have a lot to offer. And I, I'm I, this show is not about me or my repair shop. It's about you and your car stuff. That's the reason why I never mention my repair shop is it's just not about that. I'm not sitting here thumping my chest telling you that I'm the best guy in town. There's too many other guys that are willing to do that. I'm not. I learned a long time ago if you develop credibility first, they'll beat a path to your door. <laughs> and so that's really all what it's all about, develop credibility first. Speaking of credibility, Action Auto Repair is owned by Tom, a good friend of mine. I've known Tom since 1983. And whatever your repairs are that you might need, and he's on I-17 in Deer Valley, by the way, northwest corner. I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom does everything from oil changes and tire rotations to engine swaps to transmission swaps to major air conditioning repair, whatever you need in between. I suggest with all shops, including my own, if you're going to use this for the first time, go in for an oil change and see how it goes. It's going to go one of a couple of different ways. It'll go, we take you in, we're really nice, we write your ticket up, your car goes into the shop, you can see the car, and then we call you up to the front counter, we, the the industry and oh mrs jones i you know there's some stuff that you're you're needing on your car and um and it apparently you're you're due for it and then, then there's a couple of safety issues we need to bring to your attention your scoculator valve is bad and that's has a bad habit of sometimes making the exhaust smell like rotten eggs and if that's the case then sometimes the catalytic converter will die and that's about a $1000 so we really need to s- replace the scoculator valve your job as a customer is to say Well, what symptom do I have? Because I don't have the rotten egg smell. What other thing? I don't have a check engine light. Tell me how I know that this is a problem. Well, we went into the computer and we did that. But is that part of an oil change? Or is it a search and sell mission? Search and sell mission. And that's what we're getting into right now a lot. The newer model cars, and for the last five years, they don't need oil changes every 3,000 miles. It's every 10 miles to 20,000 miles. So all of a sudden we've lost three-fifths of our business because we don't have those oil changes coming in on a regular basis and as a result of that we don't have that client coming in that we have an opportunity to go over their car with a fine tooth comb and bring you back in for major repair or minor repair or whatever. So that's kind of the issue. The issue is is find somebody that's going to treat you right and Action Auto Repair is that one at I-17 in Deer Valley. Another thing you can say is, is here's my email and my address, just send me an email so that I can digest it, and tell me what it is that I've got wrong, and then include the symptoms. Now, I'm going to tell you that they're smart enough to know that if they're lying to you, you probably won't get an email, and if you do, it'll be so generic it's not even funny. You can, you ladies can also say, I have a brother in Cleveland, and he just prides himself on being the best auto mechanic in the world. So I, I'd kind of like to write it to him, send it to him. So if you just email me and tell me what it is that that uh, you know you found, and and then put a price on it, and it's okay if it's a range, it's going to be between three hundred and three hundred twenty-five dollars, whatever, and uh, and I'm going to run it by him. Ladies, that works really well. That looks works really well. But one way or another, the, to, to accomplish your goal is don't say yes. Make them demonstrate. It's what's really good, the right way to do it is, and Mrs. Jones can you step out here just a minute? This is your car and if you'll look at it you'll see that that right rear shock absorber is all covered in oil. You'll notice there's no oil all around it so the shock absorber itself has lost its oil. So that's not working. I noticed you have 80,000 miles on your odometer. I, I'm going to write you an estimate for two rear shock absorbers. I think you should replace them in pairs. That's what I would do on my own car, my wife's car. There's no alignment necessary because they're on the back, so we're okay there. So it's just a replacement of the two shock absorbers. I'm going to give you three prices. I'm going to give you obviously good, better, and best. And you can decide. But I'm going to tell you that you keep cars for a long time. I think, yes ma'am? Yeah. Okay, well I would put the best on there because they have the best warranty. And because there's a good chance that uh, you, this car will be gone by the time these shock absorbers go bad, that kind of conversation. That's what it's really important. We're also seeing in our industry a whole lot of other things. Like not too long ago, there was a tire store down the street from me that was telling everybody that they had, to, they could not touch your tire, and they had to take your tire out of service for some kind of a weird thing. We don't have the authority to take your car out of service. In the independent market and the dealerships. We can't. We that's You can call the police and say they won't give you my car back. Have you paid the bill, man? Yes, I've already paid the bill, but they won't give me my car back. They want me to buy a set of tires and let, let them flush my injectors and my skookulator valve. That's the kind of thing it is. So just always get it in writing and have them sign their name and put a phone number on there. And ladies, you tell them, you know, your husband's probably going to want to talk to you, that kind of a thing. Because if they're not playing by the rules, and if what they're throwing your way smells a little bit like horse crap, then they're not going to do what you ask them to do. And that will tell you all you need to know. So 602-508-0960, the lines are wide open, and we'll be right back.
5: Dennis Prager will ask the hard questions in tough times.
2: Why did the medical profession not pursue a therapy?
5: Why did the average person with COVID who had symptoms, why did they wait to treat this person when they got very sick, when it was often too late. Is there any precedent for this? The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Take The Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7.
3: Tune in to The Wealth Lab with Don Speeney and Ashley Patterson.
5: Now's the time to hunker down and start being real cautious and real smart. Real advice for
3: real people going through real situations.
4: We've got all the time in the world now when we retire, and we want to be able to go out and enjoy that time.
3: Make the most out of your retirement. Tune in to The Wealth Lab with Don and Ashley, Saturdays at noon, right here on 960 The Patriot
0: hey kids let mom help with your science project this new mom wants her kids science project to thrive too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985
6: a metathesis reaction
0: compounds mixtures and elements even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment whoa Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for their mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council. They
5: knock us down. We get stronger. They try to silence us, but our voice just got louder. The new wave is coming. We've succeeded. People just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative, it challenges their assumption. So they got to try to find a boogeyman. Free socialism—they think it's great. If you want to go outside and celebrate Joe Biden, if you want to kick around a
6: pillowed effigy of Donald J. Trump, that's perfectly safe. The tech overlords censoring our speech, right? I call this diet fascism. They say you can't see this, you can't see this. We're doing it to protect you. It's for it's for your safety.
5: Speaker Pelosi was holding the American people hostage for political gain. This was never. A- About what was best for the American people, never about honest policy disagreement. It was about preventing President Trump from getting any credit. It was about politics. Candace, DeSantis, Crenshaw. Really, the conservative voice has never been stronger. 960 The Patriot, a voice that speaks for you. So, you know, I'm a dog and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket. But it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them. But I'm like, hello? That's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A
6: person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org.
2: Well, it's 43 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock, and we're going to go till noon, so you have lots of time to call in if you have a car question or if you have a dispute at the dinner table about whether I should burn premium in my car, and should I put um, special gas inside my tires, nitrogen, and stuff like that. We can talk about any of that. But let me talk about Dynamics, which I believe is Sun City's largest and most trusted source for complete automotive services. It's family-owned and operated since 1982. I've known Chuck Nyday since the 60s, and he's the owner of the company. They do good work. They have good staff, good mechanics. Their mechanics are not paid a commission or a percentage of your repair bill. Therefore, they can ensure that nobody will sell you unnecessary parts and repairs. So if you're looking for a good shop in Sun City, the only one I can recommend is Automotive Dynamics. They're the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. Grand and 99th Avenue, kind of north and west from there. When it comes to car stuff, it's important to know what's going on in the industry and Certainly, I, I do because I'm part of the industry. But as we get a new set of cars every year and new models and new makes even, we find out that they're stretching the maintenance out further and further. And, and to be honest with you, it's every it makes everybody unhappy. And when I say everybody, it's the dealers, the independents, the chain stores, the tire stores, the specialty shops. Everybody in the auto repair industry is going, wow what happens is is we have to maintain some level of sales and you're either gonna do it with volume and advertising or you're going to start inspecting every car that comes into the shop and attempting to find some need that has been unaddressed some valid need I should add that word valid need and then bid it to the customer but there's some stuff in there that's really lucrative for us we make a lot of money when we flush your fuel injectors. Now, first of all, it may cost us $125 of product to flush your fuel injectors. Now, then we have to pay the technician, and then there's some profit involved. So it's a high number, but a lot of it goes to the tech. A lot of it goes to the, this, this special squirting fluid, and then the shop. So it's spread out. The fact of the matter is, is those are the ones that most everybody goes for. They go for the flush. Anything that starts with the word flush is something that you need to be prepared for. You need to say, how much is it going to cost? And, and can you, if I go out and get my owner's manual, can you show me where it says that? And when you spring that on people that are knowingly trying to take advantage of the situation, you're going to see them speechless because the last thing they want to do is show you your owner's manual where it doesn't even say that you flush the fuel injectors or you flush the cooling system or the transmission at the time frame they said. Oh, no, you need to change your transmission fluid and flush it every 30,000 miles, but your manual says every 100,000 miles. <laughs> but, no, we're in Arizona, but the manual's written for every all 50 states. It doesn't say Arizona manual, Nevada manual, Texas manual. It just says... This is for my truck. And it doesn't describe a geographical location that it doesn't apply to. But this is Arizona. I understand that. But, you know, there's a lot of places in in the summertime that get pretty close to Arizona. And when you're driving down the highway and it's 120 degrees inside the car and the engine temperature is not much different than L.A. or Washington or New York or whatever. It's just not that big of a deal. But there's lots of those flushes that are lucrative. I'm going to tell you that I have machines that will do all the flushing in the world. Here's how I think most of our industry would agree that we use those flushes. You have a misfire that's intermittent. Intermittently, you say that it doesn't idle good. Your car has 100,000 miles on it. Uh, and and I can't find a spark plug wire or spark plug I can't find a fuel problem we changed the fuel filter it's not plugged up we've done some stuff so what I'd like to do is flush the injectors and then the question to you is good bad the same so did I make a difference in the miss did I make it worse we're on the right track did I fix it bingo no it didn't change at all those are the three possibilities but you have to agree to that you have to agree to that. Is this is this a fix or are you using this as a diagnostic tool? Because it is a valid diagnostic tool. But I want to tell you something. We have flush machines that will flush your injectors with all kinds of fancy lotions and potions, and those things don't ever hit any of the cars I own. And I probably have in our fleet of vehicles with our parts department and with company vehicles and rental cars that we rent and stuff like that. I'm telling you, I got a lot of cars, and I, I've got my truck. And they just recently flush the transmission at 141,000 miles. I was a little late. I was supposed to be in at 100, but I wasn't. Well, they also said that we—it's brown—and I said, "Well, I'm hauling horses. I'm hauling trailers with hay. I'm hauling stuff like that. So yeah, it, I'm I'm hauling, and I'm sure my transmission transmission temperature is up even with my engine temperature, which is 220, 230 or so. So yeah." So the, I, And I said, I'm glad you flushed it because we got all the fluid in, as opposed to just taking the transmission pan down and the two or three quarts that's in that and leaving six, seven, eight quarts in the transmission. So I'm glad that you flushed it. So take the pan off, put a new filter in, clean the pan up, put it back on, put the machine on it, flush it all out with new fluid, bring it up to the full mark. I'm done. We're done. You're done so that 's really what it 's all about, but there is a time frame for that, and most of the cars made in the last five, maybe even eight years were we're a hundred thousand mile service on transmissions but you're going to be you're you're going to approach this or you're going to be approached by people who are going to represent that you should have changed your fluids every 3,000 miles and you're a little late, you're at 65,000. So we got a little catching up to do. So um, can we, let's, let's start with the transmission and the power steering and let's flush those two first. And that's when you say, well, let me get my owner's manual. Just, you know, I just kind of look at it and see where it says that. You can be nice about it. But they're not going to walk out to your car with you because they know that that's not a 30, 000, that's not a 30K service. It used to be in the '80s, but it's not now. It used to be maybe even in the '90s, but it's not now. So this is 2021, and soon to be 2022, and it's not now. Today, in the last five, six, seven, eight years, everything's 100k. Spark plugs are 100k, fluids are 100k, a lot of the filters are 100k, all that kind of stuff is 100k. Now, nitrogen in your tires. let's go over that. In your hand, you have a significant palm up. You're holding your hand Alex. somebody's going to put a dollar in it. In your hand, you have quite a bit of nitrogen in your hand. It's like 41% or something like that. So what we're going to do is we're going to put, this is back maybe 10 years ago, the guy that sells the machine, hey, Mark, I've got this new machine. It makes nitrogen. This is what you do, Mark. Nitrogen leaks through a tire slower than air does because the nitrogen molecule is bigger than air and nitrogen also helps control the tire temperature so the tire won't overheat and i'm thinking to myself how am i going to sell this to my customer by talking about the size of a molecule of air versus the size of a molecule of nitrogen <laughs> i don't know that i'm going to be able to handle that and then as far as the tire temperature is concerned the only time i see where tires at temperature is a problem is when the customer brings a tire to us that has been run flat, overheated and blown up. And those three go together. So will your nitrogen eliminate a tire with a nail that slowly loses air, that overheats and blows up? And the answer is hell no. So he talks about the molecules of nitrogen. He talks about the control, being able to control the temperature of the tire or better the temperature of the tire. And just what a value this is. And, not, and then this is the part you don't hear. And Mark, they're going to come in on a regular basis to have you check their air pressure. And, Mark, when you do, you'll have the opportunity to open up the hood and look at the transmission fluid, the power steering, the engine oil, look at the battery to see if the terminals are clean, look at the cooling system, is the jug full of brown coolant? That kind of stuff, Mark. So, it's a called an RCO. RCO, a Reoccurring Sales Opportunity. RSO. Is that right, Gil? RSO, Reoccurring Sales Opportunity. Yeah. Reoccurring Sales Opportunity. And and that's what it is. That's all it is. It's a way to get you in on a regular basis so that we can hunt something down on your car to sell you. Folks, there are so many good shops in this town, that, and we're all outnumbered by the, the guys that don't play by the rules. Or don't play by the rules all the time, I should say. The fact of the matter is, is that your owner's manual is the Bible for your car. Keep close to it. Be familiar with it, and when you're up against somebody who's suggesting something that's two or three or four or five or six hundred dollars, then just pull out the manual and say, "Show me where it says this." Now, it is true that, like on a timing belt, you're going to be in the two or three or four hundred dollars range because the, we're going to take the timing belt, which is a belt that keeps the top part of the engine and the bottom on the part in, of the engine, in complete synchronization. They have to be when the belt breaks, bad things happen, so we don't want to wait till the belt breaks. We want to do it earlier. So when we do the belt, we're right there at the water pump. So the labor to go in and change the belt is the same as the labor to go in and change the water pump. So the water pump's $80. bucks. i am going to go ahead and do a water pump while I'm there because you already paid for the in and out labor. I'm also going to do the upper and rate lower radiator hoses because I'm not going to charge you labor. I'm just going to charge you for the two hoses because I've got to take them off anyway. So I'm going to do this job for you at 100,000, 150,000 miles that you need and it'll last another hundred, hundred fifty thousand 150,000 miles, but I'm going to do all the stuff around it so you don't have to pay to go into that same area at the front of the motor again and again and again. That's what it's all about. So just be careful about that. Our, our industry is in the sales mode. Um, it's a little worse than it's been lately, but it's not real bad. It's not where I'm, I'm losing any sleep over it. There's just enough work out there, good work, to just take care of that. But the idea of of bringing you in with, because we have nitrogen and here's some, they have an oxygen sensor device that tells you the nitrogen value in a tire. There's no way that you can get a hundred percent nitrogen in your tire because you can't flatten the tire like a plastic bag (laughs) and then fill it back up. You can't do that. I can remember where we took high pressure nitrogen and we had a tire that was mounted on a wheel so we pushed the side of the tire down and we put a nozzle inside the tire and we just pumped uh, um, nitrogen in there for a long time and then finally we pulled the nit- thing out and inflated the tire and we still only had 76% nitrogen so we were unable to fill the tire up to, well we just barely got to 3 quarters 3 quarters of the air of the, of the gas inside was nitrogen and 1 quarter wasn't So you're never going to have 100% nitrogen because we don't have the the ability to make it 100%. We're going to introduce 100% nitrogen, but the tire's already going to have air in it anyway. So we flatten the tire. It's still got air in it. So we air it up with nitrogen. We still got air in it. So that's kind of how it works. Oils and oil change intervals, that's a whole different ballgame. There's a place up in the northern part of Arizona that's telling people that he's going to put a premium oil change uh, on their car. A oil that will protect them through rain and snow and sleet and, and, and earthquakes and world wars and all that kind of stuff. It'll just be there when you need it. And, um, but here's the problem that oil exists, it's called a synthetic. And the synthetic oil has an oil change interval between 10 and 20,000 miles. 10 and 20. But his door sticker and the window sticker has a 3,000 mile call on it. So he's calling you back at 3,000 miles on an oil that is supposed to run 10 to 20,000 miles. So he's selling you a premium package, but you're not going to really benefit from it. But he is. He's going to benefit because he's going to bring you back at 3,000, and he's going to sell you that premium oil change. That premium oil change is going to make sure that nothing on your car breaks. That premium oil change means your motor is going to last forever, and it's true. If you change that oil every 3,000 miles, your motor will probably last forever. But you'll have paid for it at the first 50,000 miles by going in and having that $100 oil change done every 3,000 miles. Doesn't make much sense. Anyway, 602 508 0960, we're going to come back for hour number two, and you're welcome to join us. 602 508 0960, we have five lines available, and we're going to be talking about cars in just about a minute. <laughs> You did get me. Gil goes, uh, we're a minute away. and Because he, he could tell I'm getting ready to get the heck out of here for just this hour, I should say. Because, see, when we go on, at, at the clock at 58 minutes and 50 seconds, I have to say goodbye. And so I was at 57 minutes and, and about 45 seconds. And he knows I was getting ready to get out. So he said in my ear, you got another minute left. And so I said, yes, sir, Gil. So it's the dyslexic part of me. I can't spell it and I can hardly say it, but that's what it is. Six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty. My email address is mark at marksalem.com. dot com. Mark at marksalem. Salem spelled like the cigarette dot com mark at marksalem.com and you can call in if you want 602-508-0960 on behalf of gill and mark we'll be back in just three or four minutes